Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Living Astrology with Janet Hickox. Grab your cup of coffee or your tea, sit back, and let's chat about what is happening up in the stars above us this morning. It's Friday. Yay. Although it's going to be a busy weekend. Somebody please tell me if you can hear me okay, because I told you I think that they're building a house out right next to me, and... Uh, <laughs> They're noisy. So I put the noise canceling headphones on. So I'm hoping everybody can hear me. And it's partly so that I can't hear as much of that pounding, uh, but also so that you guys don't get distracted by all of it in the background of my, uh, my video. So yes, you can hear me. Awesome. Thank you, Tanya. It is great to be here with you this morning. And I have a lot to talk about, but really only one page. So We'll see how the timing goes. If we get done sooner, I might be uh, ability to, I might have the time and the ability to do some readings, uh, card or otherwise. So let's see how that goes with us this morning. So the conversation this morning is really about the fear of failure. Now that's what we all think of it, right? We all think of fear um, in terms of the fear of whether we're going to be able to get what we want or do what we want or be who we want. We think about that as a sense of failure. If we are afraid of it, we are afraid we're going to fail. But there's also another part to this story. And it is for at least some people out there, it's more the fear of success than the fear of failure. So I want to talk about what's the difference a little bit uh, in that this morning. And the reason this is coming up for us at this moment in time is because the sun is now sitting at the gate 32 in your human design, which is on the spleen center. So if you're looking at your chart in face on, it is the lower left center. If it is colored in brown, then you have a defined spleen. It is a place where you are broadcasting the energy around time, intuition, health, but also possibly fear. But you might also be very successful. We are successful, by the way, as a species. <laughs> That's another thing about that center. Uh, but the gate 32 itself brings things into uh, the personal realm. So when we're we're looking at that personal realm, we're we're looking at it through the lens of the gate 54, which is the one just opposite of it. And the gate 54 is the gate of ambition or drive. It is on the root center. And the root center is always the center for the pulse to move outward, right? So we're we're always trying to take what we want and we're putting ourselves out there in the world. We put ourselves out there in the world to get into relationships. We put ourselves out there in the world for jobs. We put ourselves out there in the way of uh, opportunities to take things to the next level. So for good health, for finances, for all kinds of reasons, right? So the, the root center is a very important center for the, the, the pressure to go out and do, to go out and find success, right? With our ancestors, it might've been the impulse to go out to hunt or to gather, and that would sustain the tribe for the winter, perhaps that kind of thing. So that inborn uh, energy for us to provide the things that are going to keep us thriving or keep us successful are still with us today, but they're a little different, right? I don't have to go out and hunt my dinner. I don't have to go out and gather berries before they all die on the vines and uh, or face starvation in the winter, right? I can go buy a frozen bag of berries or get the fresh ones because right now it's fresh. Um, so those, those impulses have changed a bit for us. And so the gate 54, that begins the impulse to go out on the hero's quest right? The journey, the journey to discover who we are, what we can do, what can we attract, what can we build, uh, what can we uh, provide for our families, what can we provide in the way of ease and comfort for ourselves. So the 54 is a very important gate because it starts all the journeys, right? So now that's not where the sun is sitting. The sun is sitting at the one opposite of the 54. So the first thing we face when we go out into the world, when we're starting something new, what do we face? We face the thought about whether or not something will happen that creates success 
or whether we are going to fail. So specifically then when we get into the fear field of that entire channel, what we face is the work that we want to keep doing and doing to and doing to sort of forestall failure, right? So if you if you turn that around, some of us out there are also afraid to succeed, right? The gate itself doesn't care whether it's a fear of failure or a fear of success. It's just going to provide the um, the potential of the fear expression. So when we have the gate uh, 32, sun at the gate 32 in particular, we're drawn to looking at our lives in a way that we have to see what things have helped and, and have, have supported us that have brought us success versus the things that um, we want to do, the new things, the new actions we want to take that are going to be able to sustain us in this world and to sustain us being able to get to where we want. But sometimes this gate is very drawn to doing what we know works. And that means kind of the old way of doing things. And I should reframe that because it says it's that we're drawn to the things that we've always done, but not necessarily because they've always worked, right? Sometimes it's the way that we've always done it. So we keep doing things the way that we've always done them and we don't get new results. So then we put ourselves out there and we work harder. We try to start forcing and pushing to get things to happen. And we either get little minimal success or we don't get any success at all. And then we wonder what the heck have we done wrong? Um, it can kind of create a sense that everything that we try to do, we find a failure in, right? So it is a very important gate in terms of how it is uh, that we are designed to take action and how it is that we're designed to manifest in our lives. So the key here in this gate, if we want to look at the big you know, picture, if we step back and we look in, the key is to take the best of the past and pair it with what we call the best of the future. What is the best that's yet to come? And then blend those things to create something new, right? Whether that might be a new business idea, whether that might be a new way of being, it might be a new way of doing something. So we're taking in this particular time period, this week, which runs, by the way, October 14th through the 19th, we're taking, we should be really uh, examining what it is that we've been doing and doing and doing that hasn't been doing much of anything that hasn't been very successful and taking new ideas, new things, new action steps and blending them in some way or shape. So the, the problem in the gate itself, if you are caught up in the fear field is it's the fear of failure and we can then hold on to an idea, um, that is the wrong idea or we can hold on to doing things that is the wrong thing now the, the the ability here is really to hold on and persevere and to be patient enough uh to wait until something manifests whatever that is that you're trying to build or create but we can also get caught in doing the same things you know that psychosis energy or insanity doing the same thing over and over expecting a new result insanity, right? So we have to walk a fine line here during this week between the energy of sticking with something long enough to see the fruits of our labors, but also sticking with something, persevering through something. In other words, beating a dead horse, right? Keeping that, uh, trying to keep that going, even though it's long past its prime. So we have to learn the balance between tenacity and perseverance, but then also that stick-to-itiveness that is uh, of the negative sort, right? The kind that really takes us into uh, the doldrums or keeps us caught in an old pattern. Now, this is then key, right? Timing, right? Timing is the key. The center that the gate 32 is on that brings us either success or failure <clears throat> is all about being in the right place at the right time with the right people. And guess what the timing is? 
the timing is now, right? What are you doing in this moment that is supporting you to get to where you want to go? Are you still trying to do things in a way that doesn't work? Are you scared into um, actionlessness, right? Are you scared stiff? <laughs> are you scared into, uh, are you so afraid of failure or so, so afraid of success that you're sticking in this energy of, of staying in stuckness, right? You can persevere in stuckness, you know, just like you can persevere and, and to keep taking the steps to move yourself forward, which would be the positive expression, we can also persevere and in, in being stuck, right? So we, this is what this gate takes a look at. So instead of being stuck or, you know, constantly forcing or pushing, we want to be in the unfolding of the process in front of us in the right timing, <clears throat> which means being very aware of where we are now, what we can do now versus uh, what it is our minds keeps trying to draw us backwards to. All right. Uh, let's take a look at what people are saying about this so far. Uh, good morning, Tom. He was the first one out there this morning that I saw. Pam Zaruba, good morning to you. Awesome, Tanya. Hello. Um, and Debbie Tibbetts Tumiel, good morning. Hope you're feeling good this morning. Kajella, hello. Monique Alexander, it's good to see you. Christine Buckingham, hello. Gayla, great to see you. JLo says, good morning. Uh, Kathleen Mallory, thank you very much for letting me know that. Michelle Gay, good. It's good to see you out there. Uh, Pam says, yep, 54 is in red. So now that you know it's in red, you know it's coming from your life purpose. But what planet is sitting there? I'd be interested to know uh, what that is. And Hilaria, great to see you. I was thinking about you the other day. How funny that you show up this morning. She says, missed this live call. Um, thanks, yeah, but you're here with us this morning, right? So you're you're here now. So maybe if you stick with us for a bit, uh, we can get to some cards for you as well. Uh, anybody have any questions so far about what we're talking about? If so, you can type them into the chat uh, function, uh, either on Facebook or on YouTube. If you're watching in LinkedIn, I don't believe you're even seeing the uh, chat feed. So you might have to switch over to Living Astrology on YouTube or Living Astrology on Facebook in order to see that. Now, let's take a little bit of a time out and look at the fear of success. So one of the things that I'm really finding out about people as I do the manifesting blueprints for, for you all, and if you're not sure what the manifesting blueprint is, I will talk about that in just a minute. But as I'm going through uh, the manifesting blueprint, I'm discovering that there are two, basically two types of people. And I say that, but I, I don't really mean to say that there's only these two types, but there's a specific comparative that we use uh, that looks at how it is people are designed to get to where they want to go. How is it that they use the energy of intention to get them there? And one side is about the process of getting to the goal. They really, they are not that great at, you know, holding on to the outcome, right? The, the goal itself isn't so much what they are excited by. It's the process. Uh, it's the steps along the way, the, the ups and the downs. It's the creative. They get really caught into the creative process. Now, the other type are outcome-oriented people, and they're very good at sticking. They get the details of whatever it is they're trying to create. And they sort of can reverse engineer, if you will, um, what it is that their final outcome will be. They're not so much about the process. The process is a means to an end, where in the process part of this, it's all about the steps that you're taking and who it is you become while you're taking the steps. The outcome is kind of just this thing that might happen, right? The end result, yay, I got there, but it wasn't so much about that. It was, how did I get there? Now, one of those types, the process-oriented type, can really get into a position of being fearful of the end, right? They're so enjoying the process that they just want to keep going and going and doing and doing, and they can get very busy doing and doing a lot of different things, 
um, and enjoying that. But once they start to realize they're getting closer to the end result, that's when something comes up for them. And that might be this fear of success. So the if you're a process oriented person, and you know, I'm thinking 50% of the population are going to fall into process and 50% are going to fall into outcome. If you're a process type of person, then you can get stuck in doing what feels good, rather than taking a new action toward a new goal, right? Taking those action steps can get slowed down, especially the closer you get to the goal, right? The closer you get to the goal, the more you're fearing like, oh no, that's success coming my way. What am I going to do? You know, so it always is helpful for a process oriented person. So 50% of you out there likely to get comfortable with this concept of dissonance, right? The idea that, that there's always going to need, you're going to feel the need to be able to have that uh, uncomfortable feeling, the uncomfortable feeling of success for you is what that looks like versus the uncomfortable uh,ness of making things different, doing things different, taking new steps. So you've got kind of two uh, possible things that are playing into this fear of success. So I heard a really interesting question. Uh, who was it? I don't even remember who I was listening to, but they asked a really good question and it was, what would happen if you just did what you're afraid of doing? What would happen if you just did what you were afraid of doing? So what if you took action on the ideas that come up for you? What if you took action on them? It's a good question to contemplate, right? Because I'm, I'm thinking about things right now that I probably probably need to take action on or new steps that I need to take. But I'm also like, yeah, no, no, I don't really want to do that. But what would happen if I did? Right? Because it's the new action and sticking with that new sticking being consistent, perhaps in taking new action. And that brings up another thing that we use as a comparison. Are you someone who takes consistent action on uh, your goals every day on whatever new step that you decide you're taking? Or are you someone who takes consistent action, but across a variable number of things in your life? So that helps us also crystallize who it is that you're here, how it is that you're here to manifest uh, what it is that you desire. And, you know, I know in the process of doing this manifesting blueprint, I've come across a couple of people including my daughter, <laughs> who were like, well, I don't, I don't know what I want. I, I don't know what I want to manifest. And I just want to say, that's not true. We all are here with desires. We are all creating all the time, right? That is something that's true. We are always creating. And even if it is that, you know, a, a desire to get to the grocery store to fill up the refrigerator and the cupboards, it's still something that you're, you have as a desire. Now, is that a big manifesting desire? Probably not, right? That's probably not the thing that you want. But if I sit down with any one person and I start to ask them, well, what is it that you don't see in your life that you would want to create? Then it becomes easier. Sometimes it is the contrast, the things that we see that we don't have that helps us to tune into what we desire. And then that's when often fear gets triggered right? I want a new home, but now I'm afraid all kinds of things can come up. Do I have enough money for a down payment? Uh, is there something out there in the market that is affordable? Do I want to really be uh, stuck with a home and be responsible for the upkeep of it? And on and on and on, right? We're very adept at coming up with all the things that we are, that are standing in our way. But what would happen if you just did if you just said, okay, that's what I desire, a new home, right? I want to buy a home. And you just went out and did it. How would that change your life? How would it feel at the end, right? When you uh, were able to accomplish the goal or when you were able to get to the end result. So we always have to be addressing in our lives when we are reticent or hesitant to take steps. Is Am I am I falling into this fear of success 
or am I falling into the fear of failure? What is, what is preventing me from taking the next step in my goal to achieve good health, good finances, a new home, a loving relationship, a great job, an upscaling of my business, you know, on and on. All right. So Tom, I always, I always can count on Tom for wit and humor. He's a Gemini, of course. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want that I want to, I want to, I want to really, really, really want to zig a zig -a. Yeah. So Spice Girl now, Tom, thank you. Um, now, now I hear that song in my head and I'm going to be singing that song all darn day. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, now, let's go to Pam. Pam is always good for a good question. How does this tie into the 42 and the finishing gate? Really good question because that is the next place I go to. Remember, it is always, so when the sun is at the 32, the earth is sitting at the 42. And the 42 is called the gate of finishing things or completion, depending on whether you're looking at quantum human design or uh, traditional human design. Essentially, the meaning is the celebration that comes at the end, right? At the end of getting to where you want to go. So it is a gate that really speaks to us about finishing what's in front of us so that we can make space for the next new thing right? We, so if you have too many things on your plate, you, can, you, you can't really keep adding to the plate. I suppose you could, but then it becomes overwhelming. And do you ever really finish, right? So your plate, let's think of a plate of dinner. And I really, really love those mashed potatoes. And I keep putting mashed potatoes on my plate, but I never finish the amount of potatoes that I had in the first place. So we have to watch out for not finishing when we are at the uh, gate 42 we can get very excited about taking the next step and that can cause us to leap out jump into the next thing but without ever finishing the the thing that we were working on so we the 42 the earth's challenge is to get to the right amount of stick to the right amount of getting to the completion of something without sticking to that thing that's what the 32 might want us to do is to stick to that thing too long so we're balancing right we have to learn the balance the harmonizing of taking steps persevering right we want to be able to persevere rather than leap into and out of things so what is the right amount of perseverance right what is the right amount of endurance because the 42 wants us to complete, the 32 can have a tendency to stick with something too long and then even backpedal a bit to slow things down so that we never complete. Does that make sense? I see we have cats running through my house this morning. They are in a giddy mood. What are you doing? They're being crazy. They got bit by the, oh, I see. We have another cat chasing one. <laughs> uh, so 42 and 32, that, that combination of energies is always about getting things completed. Now, here's something interesting about the 42. If you're someone, and uh, uh, Pam, I don't have your chart right in front of me, but you'll have to tell me, is it a hanging gate in your chart or is it a full channel, 42 to 53? Because the 42 is a gate where we can come in. Some people have this skill. They can come in in the middle of something and pick up where the, uh, the, or the beginning was and take it to completion. So what am I trying to say here? So manifestors uh, are initiators. And there are some gates in the human design that are initiating gates. The 53 is the initiating gate, uh, the initiation of new action. Well, the 42, if that's a hanging gate, you are someone that can come in and pick up where someone else left off and take it to completion. So the 42 is always working for completion. So you have a hanging 53, Pam says. So you don't really have the 42, right? You have the hanging 53. So you're more of the initiator and the new beginner, right? Somebody that's starting something new but not necessarily the one that can take something from beginning to end. Does that make sense for you? Uh, and of course, 
I'm going to have to get your chart out, Pam, because now you've got me, you've got my curiosity peaked. So hold on, people, while I pull up Pam. Because I know it got you handy here because of the uh, other thing we're working on. Okay, no, I don't have you in there. Uh, oh, because you're right here. There we go. So, Pam, uh, I'm pretty much sure you're a projector, isn't that right? She's a projector. Ah, so Pam has a hanging 53. So, Pam, I'm going to show your chart because I'm pretty sure you don't mind if I do. But I'm going to take away your birth information so nobody can get your info. So here's Pam's human design chart. Now, what we're talking about is the gate... 42, which is up here on the sacral, and the 53, which is down here on the root center, right? And then the 32, which is the gate the sun is in this week, is right here on the spleen. And we can see that she has an open spleen, an open gate 32, but she has a hanging gate 54. Here's the 54 that we talked about first off in the broadcast this morning, the 54 being the gate of drive and ambition. And then she has hanging gates. So what do we know about hanging gates? Let's do some basic human design. When you have hanging gates, these are traits that lie in your DNA, right? They are traits that are a part of who you are, but they don't play out unless they get activated by someone or a transiting planet that hang is at the other side. So Pam, your new beginning needs the energy of completion, either from a planet or from another person to help you initiate that whole stream to completion. Otherwise, you may have a lot of new beginnings and not necessarily taking things to the ending. Now, that is not in that is not wrong for you necessarily. The problem is in this world, we're kind of predisposed or conditioned to believe that what we start, we have to finish. Right? What we start, we have to finish. Complicating your chart a bit is the gate 29. Sorry if I'm leaping around. If I've lost you, I will come back. The 29 right here hangs as well. And it's a gate of saying yes. It wants to say yes to everything, right? So it can commit its energy and then become very half-hearted in its expression of that energy because you realize that you shouldn't have said yes to it, right? You say yes to it and then you go, oh, wait, I don't have the time for this. Now I'm going to have to, you know, stay here and finish this thing. And really all I wanted to do was start something. So you have a lot of possibilities that in your chart for getting into things, Pam, without ever taking them to completion. And then does that play into a sense of being a failure? You'll have to write in and tell us if that is um, an experience that you've had. Uh, Jupiter 2032.6, that's what Christine Buckingham says. So you have Jupiter, the planet of growth and expansion, a planet that takes us into new territory through the evolution of our consciousness, uh, the evolution of, you know, our uh, taking our steps, you know, one after the other to, for growth purposes, for expansion purposes. And you have that at 32, which means that you are probably, Christine, in your lifetime needing to learn to take a dose of, de of tenacity and dirt determination to stick with something long enough to see the benefits, right? To see the benefits. But then I also believe I know something about you with something with Capricorn. Uh, I don't remember if it's your Saturn, it's not Saturn, the moon in Capricorn, perhaps, where you also have the tendency to maybe to stick with something too long, right? Too long. And doing that might, you know, serve the need that you feel to be tenacious and perseverant, but you might be persevering in the wrong thing, uh, with the wrong people, in the wrong place. So you got to watch that in your chart. Kajela says, does that mean if 53 hangs, you need to find someone with 42 to help you complete things? It's not that you need to go find someone to do that. But if you have something that you're having trouble completing, it would behoove you likely to get out into the world around other people because someone out there surely is going to hold that energy and or a transiting planet can fill that in for you. 
So, um, you know how in, in sometimes I've been around people where I can get a lot done. Like somehow when Terry is home from work, so weekends or even in the evening, I can get, um, I, I just can get, not that I can get more done, but I feel more focused somehow. And I, I haven't really tracked down exactly what that is about him that helps me do that. But maybe it's just having that extra energy around because when he's around, all of my centers are complete. So you've probably had that experience too, Kajela, of being around someone that helps you get to completion in some way or a place that you go to that, you know, you can somehow just focus better and get things to completion. So that's something to think about. You don't necessarily have to know what the design is of everybody around you. I mean, like if you do, <laughs> then that's awesome. Do be around that person to help you get to completion or wait for a week like this one, uh, or this opposite week would be when the sun is at 42. And that would be sometime in March, probably uh, March or April. Wait, what's halfway through the year here? Uh, so, you know, you can do that, but who wants to wait for six more months to get to another time where the gate 42 completion is triggered, right? So sometimes if you're finding yourself waffling, not being able to get to a completion or in somewhat back treading, backpedaling, because, you know, you're maybe afraid of success, uh, there could be a couple of different things going on. So get out and around other people right? Get out and around. You don't even have to really talk to them all. Go sit in a Starbucks, go sit in the park, go sit, you know, in a restaurant, the library, someplace where there are other people, because they can, even if you don't realize it, you know, that exactly what's happening, something about the other energy is helping you to bring things to completion. Uh, intrepid something guide, intrepid, I have gate 3.2, in life work, sun, not in these gates, you mentioned the 53 or the 42. Um, so I, I'm not sure we haven't talked about the gate three, the gate three is a gate of, of um, innovation, right, doing new things. But if you're not talking about 3.2, and you're talking about 32 in life's work, then that is an important gate for you to understand because it's a part of your activation sequence, right? It's in Gene Keys lingo or part of your incarnation cross in human design lingo. Uh, okay, so you might have to give me more information about that. What else does he, is that a he or she intrepid? I'm not sure what's your real name, but with Aries Sun in the 12th house and Gemini Lilith plus Chiron in the first, I start many things for the projects and I have taken many courses, but haven't finished them yet. Yes, it's not necessarily related to, it can be related to that gate, but I guarantee you that what's going on for you is that that Gemini Lilith and Chiron is keeping you in a position of doing things for other people or doing things that you think other people want you to do people pleasing, in other words, instead of really doing what is right and good for you, right? The 12th house sun is hidden and you've got first house issues with the, it must be that you have a Gemini rising and that you are, you know, getting into and out of things that maybe, maybe you have too many people around you that are confusing you. You'd have to really take a look at that. And if you have not had a human design reading, that might be helpful because I don't know by what you're saying, what your type is. Therefore, I don't know what your strategy is or your decision-making um, uh, uh, strategy. So you'll have to take a look at what that is. JLo, ha, huh, that's why I often check my kids and grandkids when they are around me, right? Because something is being completed for you with them and it might help you, right? Nobody around me has the 32. Nobody, but I don't need the 32. Why? Because I have a defined will center. I have perseverance, determination, and stubbornness naturally in a different place. So that brings up another point, right? Just because you'd see in your chart that you don't have the gate 32. So boo hiss, I don't have perseverance. That's not true because there's a lot of other places in the chart where that might show up. You may have stick to itiveness um, and the ability to persevere or be tenacious uh, to stubbornly stick to something because of a different 
factor in the chart. So, so you know, unfortunately, when we sit here in, in the mornings talking about human design or talking about astrology, you know, we're talking about something that is, you know, a lone piece the only way that we really get to see how that lone piece really goes to work is when we're looking at it against somebody's wholeness, right? Your whole of the wholeness of your chart, right? The wholeness of your chart. So, so try not to just take what I'm saying and apply it to your life and say, oh yeah, it's that because I don't have 32. I don't have tenacity. That might not be the case, right? In fact, the gate swings both ways, right? Sometimes, not having the gate might make you more of that energy than less of that energy because the nature of the gate that's open is to take in the energy from around you, amplify it and rebroadcast it. So someone with an open gate 32, but who has maybe two kids and they each have the gate 32 can take in that tenacity, that stubbornness, that determination from the kids and apply it in their lives not realizing what's happening, right? So that you become the one that's super uber stubborn, super uber, you know, uh, determined and tenacious to the point of uh, negativity, right? Taking it to the nth degree is not necessarily good either. So it works both ways, right? If you have it, then it's something that you are used to, the, you feel the need to bring things to conclusions or to success, you might have a fear of failure or the fear of success. And if you don't have it, but you have people in your life around you who have it, you may also feel that, but in a more amplified way. Okay. Now, Kajela uh, says, yes, thank you. Okay, good. Uh, Kathleen, my brain feels like it's hard to focus today. That's because the moon is in Gemini. We haven't gotten that far yet, but we will get there. Uh, treat yourself says, wow, I'm trying to get my natal down, but this seems amazing. Human design, human design is amazing. But what I do in my work is because I was an astrologer first, I can't help but bring astrology into it, right? So when we're looking at the gate 32, it has a very Libra feel to it. And it's because the 32 occurs when the sun, is, and we're talking sun, right? So the sun in Libra, sun in 32, 32 has Libra energy around it. And now you can kind of get a see where there can be a lot of different factors at play that can complicate the picture of failure or success. Okay. So uh, awesome, Tanya, I don't have 32, but my 10 year old who is the most stubborn ever does. Right. So your 10 year old maybe has more than just the 32 or has a very stubborn planet, perhaps Saturn at the gate 32. Uh, or maybe he also has a will center or uh, ego heart center that's defined. Um, so often when when you see, sense that stubborn as the, the most ever stubborn person in the world, right, then there's probably more than just the one thing um, that it's a theme. A theme that runs through the chart. Okay. So uh, this is why getting your own personal reading is so helpful, <laughs> right? Because then I could put the pieces together for you, right? So Pam, we have your little chart sitting here only because you and I are working on something else at the moment, but I can see, you know, all of the pieces that are personalized to you, right? And that's what I cannot do for each of us when we're talking this morning about the sun at the gate 32, I don't know what that looks like in your chart, except I do know in Pam's because I have her thing in front of me. Okay. Uh, JLo's also got a stubborn child and Tanya says, yes, it's Saturn at 32. Saturn by definition is stubborn, determined, has stick to perseverance. So Saturn at 32, doggedly, stubbornly sticking with something. So you'll need to learn, you'll need to coach your, your son, your 10 year old, uh, Tanya, to know the difference between beating that dead horse, sticking with something just because I gave my word or just because I want to keep doing this. And when it's no longer serving them, right, he's going to have to learn that balance. But the good news is that he has stick to itiveness, right? He's not going to be a quitter or a giver upper, uh, not very easily anyway. And um, yes, 
treat yourself and do that for you at another time. But I do need to know who you really are to know if I really have access to your chart. Um, so you might have to email me your birth information uh, or request a free chart, human design chart from me, and then I'll have that information. But at this point in time, I don't know what your real name is. So I, I don't even know if I have access to it. Uh, awesome Tanya says, no. Oh, if he doesn't want to do something, he will not do it. Right? Stubbornness works both ways. Right? Dig, it's like the immovable beast, right? Can't move it. Can't make me. Nothing you say is going to convince me. But he's going to have to learn in his life the balance between that and self-sabotage. Right? So not moving towards something can be very self-sabotaging. Take a look at his 12th house and his astrology chart too. And are there planets in that 12th house? Uh, because that can also lend itself to the potential for doing things that are not necessarily uh, in his best interest, right? He's just doing <laughs> things to be stubborn or doing things to be contrary, especially if he has Uranus in um, one of uh, the, the gates like that or in uh, a sign that has stubbornness and tenacity. He might be a contrarian. Uh, so can you guys see what my cat's doing? She's up here. I don't know why she's decided to be on the dresser today and don't knock my lamp over. Don't knock my pictures over. I think she's playing with my dragon rocks because I can keep hearing them move. She's in a mood today. Um, all right. So JLo, I tried to add your link above. Not sure if you can see it from your website, Janet, only moderators can add it. So you're talking about my website link. So yep. Let me do that. Thank you, JLo uh astrology.com oops i put clom not com oh, goodness it's because i have too many things in front of me there we go and then i'll share that on my screen because it's the right one there we go so you guys can go to my website right up at the top corner of the website you can contact me it'll just take you right to an email so you can ask me your question or send me your birth uh, information uh, so treat yourself if you want to, you could do that. Or uh, further down on that homepage is the um, information, the contact form that you can fill out with your birth information to request a free uh, astrology chart and report and also your free human design chart and report. So you can get that. All right. Uh, Julia Colvetti. Hi, Julia or Julie, Julie, sorry. And I can email, yeah, email that because I don't recognize that last name. So I may or may not have that information for you. But yeah, I really do. Um, <laughs> I really do enjoy doing like those off the cuff readings for people, especially because most of you have been with me for a while now. You know, there's a lot of new people, but a lot of you have been with me for a while. So you're very familiar with your chart. And I love it how you're starting to put the pieces together for yourselves and, and see how that works. And I want to tell you that, you know, living human design, you know, getting a reading and knowing your human design is not a one-time thing, right? If you really want to live your human design, you have to really be willing to dive into it. Same thing with your astrology. Lots of you have done the same thing with astrology and you're picking apart astrology and knowing yourself through that means. I find astrology to be a little more, uh, a little less straightforward, right? A little more straightforwardness comes through human design. I have your type, I have your strategy, I have your authority, with, and I have your profile. Just with those three things, type and strategy go together as one, your profile and your um, uh, incarnate. So type and strategy, authority and your profile, I can get to a lot about who you are. I can give you a lot of information about how it is that you're here to be in the world, where astrology is a lot different. I can do that with your rising sign, your moon and your sun, maybe even your north node. Um, it's a little more mechanical with, with um, astrology and more energetic with human design, but I think you need both, right? I, I, I can't see a reason why you shouldn't know both about yourselves, right? And then if you want to go deeper, some of you who've been with me longer and know more about yourself, the Gene Keys offers that pathway to take it into the depth of who you are, right? The shadow, the gift, and the city, and how do I get to where I want to go? 
so Intrepid, you are saying having an open gate 32 in this transit could be helpful to be determined to finish all my projects. Well, it does give you the energy of wanting to finish something, of wanting to succeed, right? Wanting to get to the end, the stick to energy. But you have that if it's an open gate for you and nobody around you has it. It's only here until the 19th, right? The uh, 19th. So yeah, take advantage of it. Here's the difference. Now you have consciousness intrepid about the fact that right now is a good time for me to put myself to work, to persevere to the finish line of something that I've been working on, right? To let go of the fear of success, to let go of the fear of failure and just take it to the end. But then I don't know what the rest of your human design is, but let's say, for example, you're a projector and you have limited uh, life force energy or limited access to life force energy. You want to make sure that you don't keep pushing and doing beyond your capacity to do that, because after the 19th, that energy goes away right? Unless there is someone, of course, in your life that's constantly providing you that. But even then, that could be a path to burnout if you're not careful, because you're you're using energy that doesn't naturally come to you. Does that make sense? Right? And I don't know, again, how much you know about um, human design, but in human design, it is very clear, very, very clear that we have energies that are our own, our own authentic energy that we're broadcasting and that we also are picking up the energy from people around us, but also the transiting planets, you know, they're all sitting somewhere in a chart, right? And while we have access to that energy and can use that energy, we have to make sure that it doesn't supersede our own broadcasting channels or our own authentic self, okay? Right. Right now, if the sacral is defined for you because of some planetary transit, but you're a projector, a reflector or a manifester, don't anticipate that you're going to have access to that level of life force energy all the time because it will lead you to burnout. So we really have to know who you are so that you don't start picking up and doing things that aren't true for you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Any other questions? I'm looking back because I think I missed something. <laughs> That's funny, Christine. She does look like a little mini panther, doesn't she? Especially because her eyes will either shine gold or green. It depends on like what she's around. When I first got her, the lady who got I got her from gave me her kitty blanket that she loved and it was gold. So I took her home believing she had gold eyes. And then the next day I looked at her and I went, she has green eyes. Her eyes go between those two colors. It's really kind of cool. Uh, all right. So uh, I have another question that came up this morning. Now I'm going to have to sit with this for a second because I want to make sure I say it correctly. Some of you have been working with your human design or your astrology for a long time. And the question may come up, you know, am I limited by my human design to only be able to express these things, right? And it's a good, it's a fair question, right? Because if I have this, you know, thing, an astrology chart, or I have this human design chart, I just put Pam's away. So I don't have it again to, oh yeah, I do. It's right here. Um, if I have this human design chart, does that mean that I'm limited to only being able to express what I see here in my human design chart? And what happens, you know, we say in human design, typically it takes about seven years to undo the conditioning that you've been exposed to, to be able to live the authentic expression of your human design or of yourself, of your true self, right? And ooh, what happens when I get there, right? Am I limited? Is this a box that I'm in? And I, I want to tell you, no, it isn't. Right. Just because you have an open gate 32, which means that you don't always have uh, the ability to persevere, to stick with something um, based on, you know, let's pretend there's nothing else in the chart that actually has that stick to either. 
then am I always, am I doomed to be that way? No, 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 no. Right. Once you manage to uh, learn everything there is to know about your human design, we can up level your design. And what I mean by that is there, there, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, so you guys can weigh in on your own opinions. In my opinion, astrology there's a split in astrology, right? Some astrologers go with the sidereal or Vedic astrology that keeps course. The planets are in the actual constellations that therefore are in the signs that the constellation is in. Or that, yeah, the planet is in the sign that the constellation that it's actually in rather than uh, a sign ahead. I'm botching that really badly. So what I'm trying to say is, in sidereal and Vedic astrology, the planet is exactly where they say it is. So when we say Saturn is in Aquarius, that is the, the constellation and the sign it's in. In astrology, the way it is set, set up right now, it hasn't kept up with the times, if you will, Western astrology. Um, we may say that Saturn is in Aquarius, but technically speaking, Saturn might really still be in Capricorn. So we haven't really kept up. We haven't kept up with the precession of the equinoxes, which would be the scientific term for the drift that has occurred over the last several thousand, couple thousand years. So what if, what if the answer to the next level, once you start to master your human design, is to look at the sidereal human design chart? Because now you're up-leveling. Right now, you're bringing yourself to the highest potential of the expression of who you are. And I feel like a lot of what's happened with the world starts, remember back in the old, old days, astrology was so important, right? They recognize, they really recognize the as above, so below um, tenet. And they, they lived that, right? They really lived in that mythic energy. And once we started into the scientific age and the intellect took over from the mythic, um, we really started to kind of shy away from or shun even the wisdom of our elders where it was really, you know, they were really watching the stars and the planets uh, to help guide them in the actions that they would take here on this little planet. So, so we turn our back a bit on astrology or we start to, you know, relegate it to the spiritual and the not meaningful, the kind of fun and, you know, you know, but not really meaningful to life. Right. But at the same time, astrologers don't do themselves any favors because they stick with maybe the gate 32 in the, in the original astrologers. They stick with and persevere with their system, you know, without moving it ahead, right? The universe itself is moving one degree every 72 years. So that's called the procession of the equinoxes. So how many 72 years back to the time have there been back to the time of astrologer of astrology's beginnings? Lots of them. So right now we're probably 11 to 12 degrees, maybe more off from the actual placement that the planet is in. So in one of the astrology programs, gen Genetic Matrix, we have the ability to pull up a sidereal human design chart. And the sidereal chart then might be the elevated you, the you that has mastered the human design or astrology of where you are in this moment to the new up level of who you want to be. Like what is the highest and best? Well, maybe I have to go to sidereal to find that. So it's an interesting concept that came to me this morning while I was putting on my mascara. What if, what if the sidereal HD and the sidereal astrology really shows us our truth once we've mastered this one, right? So once we really know or is it possible that we need to just ignore the traditional and go on to the sidereal? I'm not sure what to think about that at this moment, because it was just an idea I had for myself this morning. <laughs> but it does change things, right? It changed things. 
So the sun and the, and the earth and all of those planets, if you, you know, I'm a 28 degree Gemini, but in sidereal, I'm, I get back to Taurus. I'm actually a Taurus in some respects. So it, it's just fascinating to take a look at that. And, you know, I can see those Taurus traits in me uh, as well as the, of course, I have Venus and Taurus too, but uh, it's interesting. And it's just something that I really uh, want to explore in more uh, depth someday. Kajela, if the sidereal chart is drastically different than the HD chart, that growing into that sidereal chart could be a massive change. So are you saying worth the shift? I'm saying it's worth looking at. I'm saying it is, you know, if we've evolved to a point where we start to feel the constraint of where we are, then maybe it's time to look at the next chart, the next potential you. You know, there are some things that are always true about you, right? There are some things that are always true about you. So can I trust, though, that the truth of me is the 28 degrees Gemini? I don't know, because traditional astrology did not keep up with the times, with where the planets are actually at. So if I go back to 1961, where I was born, and I look at, well, what, where was the actual sun in terms of the constellations? Was it really in Gemini? Or was it po possibly in Taurus? Because precessing moves backwards through the signs, not forward, right? It's moving backward, precessing. So before where it is now. So it's a trip, right? It's a dig. I like the way you said that, JLo. I'm open to digging uh, sidereal, which I am always doing. She's a digger. Dig, 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 dig. Christine, my son and I are both Pisces in Western. I'm Aquarius and he remains Pisces in sidereal. That's the thing. You don't know unless you actually go and look for it. So that's possibly a talk for a whole nother day. But it is something that came to my mind this morning because some of you been working for you know a while on your human design now do i want you to jump right into sidereal i don't know that part i don't know about but it might be worth exploring i might set up a reading for people for us to compare your sidereal to your human design and in that perhaps session you could figure out whether you feel more comfortable in the one that is traditional or do you feel more comfortable in the one that is sidereal hmm that sounds like something I might do for people. Uh, treat yourself. That sounds interesting. I read about Chiron and it resonates with my childhood and dating to the T. I'm open to what you're saying. Kajela, human design projector going to an emotional generator just is so different. It is. It is. Very, very different. But, you know, can you see the truth of it? I, I don't know. Again, the... This is me speculating. This is me questioning. And uh, it's possible that, and, and don't take this wrong. This is not judgment. I'm not, you know, there's no race to get to the higher level. There is just not. You are where you are and that's all there is to it. But maybe you have yet to master something in the traditional human design that you have. But maybe you can look to the nuggets that the the sidereal human design chart shows that you could be or that could be a part of your experience right digging we're digging we're digging good morning kathy miller it's good to see you um i'm open to divining i'm a pisces <laughs> of course you are so uh anyway so lots of questions there. Now I'm getting to the end of the broadcast and I can't believe I used that much time this morning because we didn't talk about the moon and Gemini. So today the moon is in Gemini. Tomorrow uh, the moon is in Gemini. Um, sorry, wrong book here. And we have the changeover at 9-11 tomorrow morning, my time. So we have a bulk of Saturday and Sunday with the moon in Cancer. Now, you know, we usually look at the moon sign as a light and dark, right? The light and the shadow, right? The high and the low. So today I want us to look at it that way, right? The high of, of Gemini energy is curiosity, right? Wittiness, thirsty for knowledge. So it's a communication planet. It's the mind planet. Uh, it thinks, right? It's a thinking planet. But what is the I mean, it's a thinking sign with a planet that rules it that's also thinking. So Mercury ruling Gemini. But what does it mean when the moon is going through Gemini? And I really went digging for some things today, thinking about this moon in Gemini. And 
is it possible that when the moon is in Gemini, we are thinking instead of feeling, right? The moon is our feelings, our emotions, our connection to our emotions, to, to the feeling field. So are we thinking when we should be feeling? Because the energy of Gemini is really about thinking. Could we be rationalizing our emotions? Could we be rationalizing our instincts and our intuitive insight that comes from the moon when it's going through the sign of Gemini, right? Because that's a possibility too. I could get some key insight and talk myself out of it because my intellect is going, no, that's not how that works. Um, the moon in Gemini feels best when you're in a place where you can learn new things, but also feel the impact of those new things, right? How does that en enlarge my life? How does that, you know, make me uh, understand myself more? There's also humor with the sign of Gemini. We see it all the time with Tom out there, a great Gemini um, energy who uses humor and wittiness a lot to dispense, you know, some of the energies that are going on. So humor to release tension, right? That is a moon in Gemini kind of energy as well. All right. So that is it for me. Good morning, Barbara Doughton. I see you out there. Uh, thank you very much for your kind words too, Barbara. Uh, if you're out there and you've not yet done so, please hit the thumbs up button if you're on YouTube and maybe subscribe to my channel. I'm getting closer. I'm 24 people short of 1,000 subscribers. If you want to help me get there, go subscribe on Living Astrology on YouTube. Uh, if you're watching this on Facebook, hit the thumbs up button, make comments if you'd like. Uh, we do go back and look at that. And if you are on LinkedIn, thank you so much for joining me. I am sure there's a way for you to interact with me. I just haven't discovered that yet. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye for now.